0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the 4 Verticals Podcast. I am your host Maurice Phipps and this episode is being recorded on March 25th, 2022. I know I said I was going to have this episode out Wednesday, but uh, a bunch of stuff happened to where I needed to delay the ep- this episode of the podcast uh, until today. And I'm very glad I did because we have So much shit to go over. Uh, I'm going to try to keep this episode to just under an hour, maybe like 50 minutes, something like that. But if it spills over, don't be too mad at me. Um, But without further ado, we have a bunch of stuff to get into. So let's get right into it. We're going to start off with the NBA season. The NBA season is winding down. The playing tournament is soon. And we have to uh, make sense of this playoffs. We We have to make sense of the impending playoffs, we have to make sense of the standings, and just just gauge where everyone's at in the league, right? So I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the top 10 seeds for both conferences, because those are ultimately what matters, right? So to start off with the Eastern Conference, we got the number one seed is the Miami Heat, the number two seed is the Milwaukee Bucks. The number three seed is the Philadelphia 76ers. The number four seed is the Boston Celtics. The number five t- seed is my Chicago Bulls. The number six seed is the Cleveland Cavaliers. The number seven seed is the Toronto Raptors. The number eight seed is the Brooklyn Nets. The number nine seed is the Charlotte Hornets. And the number 10 seed is the Atlanta Hawks. Moving on to the Western Conference, we have the number one seed as the Phoenix Suns, the number two seed as the Memphis Grizzlies, the number three seed as the Gold State Warriors, the number four seed as the Utah Jazz, the number five seed as the Dallas Mavericks, the number six seed as the Denver Nuggets, the number eight seed as the Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves, the number eight seed as the Los Angeles Clippers, the number nine seed as the New Orleans Pelicans and the number ten seed is the Los Angeles Lakers. So, with all that being said, right, what does this mean for the playing tournament? Well, the play-in tournament goes from it. Um, the the teams who play in the playing tournament are the seventh, eighth, ninth, and ten seeds of both conferences. Right. Those those teams play for the final two slots in. The, uh, the playoffs, they play for the seventh and eighth seed. How it goes is the seventh and the eighth seed, they play, those two teams play each other. The winner of that becomes the new seventh seed for the, um, the playoffs, right? For example, if the Timberwolves were to play the Clippers and lose to the Clippers, the Clippers who are currently the eighth seed would become the new seventh seed. The Timberwolves would not be eliminated from the playing tournament, however, because they still have to play one other game, right? So the ninth and tenth, this is when the ninth and tenth seed come in. The ninth and tenth seed, they play a game to determine who plays for that eighth seed. So again, this is how it goes: the seventh and the eighth seeders, they play. The winner of that goes on to determine who is the seventh seed. The loser plays the winner of the ninth and a 10 seed game to determine who was the new eighth seed. For example, if the Hawks beat the Hornets in the play in tournament, they would be playing for the opportunity to become the new eighth seed. If they win both of those games, then they would become the new eighth seed. And the two teams that lost would, I believe they would be reseeded as nine and 10, but I'm not sure how the reseeding works. I mean, they pretty much have to be reseeded because the one through eight seeds make the playoffs, and if you don't, you're automatically below that. So um, I'm pretty sure they'd be reseeded as like nine and ten. I'm not sure how the reseeding works though. Um, whether it's based on the losses in the playing tournament or like their actual one loss ratio, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's how that works. So it's very very critical that you uh, avoid the playing tournament at all costs. Why? Because you don't want to play. Uh, a a good enough season to where you, you can make it into the playoffs and have a a, a fighter's chance at potentially you know going on a, a deep playoff run only to, during the play-in games, play one or two bad games. And then you unfortunately don't have that chance of making the playoffs anymore because you lost your spot. You, you got your spot taken by um, a lesser seed team. Obviously, that's you don't want to do that. Right. So what exactly does this mean? What exactly does this play tournament means uh, mean? Excuse me, not means. Well, if you noticed, I said that the Brooklyn Nets were the eighth seed. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because as of, I believe, a few it was either one or two days ago, Kyrie Irving will now be allowed to participate fully in Brooklyn Nets home games. Um, The vaccine mandate has been lifted for performance and athletes and stuff like that. So Kyrie will be returning full time for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, um, having a player like Kyrie Irving out for a significant amount of time due to a a non-injury related, you know, him him not having an injury and him just being out. That's not ideal. They have him back, but the damage is already done. They're more than likely going to have to. Um they're more than likely gonna have to play their way into the playoffs via the play-in. Again, why does this matter? Because you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving coming into the playoffs as a potential 7-8 seed. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are coming into the playoffs as a potential 7-8 seed. Right? If we look at the matchups, the playoffs ended. Let's if the if the playoffs started right now we're not let's let's just this this uh let's not even factor in the playing game, right? Let's not factor in the playing tournament. If the if the playoffs ended right now, the Nets would be the 8th team, the Miami Heat would be the 1 seed. And if you ask me, I would put my money on the Brooklyn Nets to win that series in like 6-7 games. All I'm saying is uh this playing tournament like it's 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 not a. we we I know that the Nets haven't been good and most of that was due to Kevin Durant missing time with his ACL injury. Uh, I believe it was an ACL sprain. It wasn't a tear. I know it wasn't a tear. It was just a sprain. And Kyrie Irving missing time with him not being vaccinated and not being allowed to play home games. Both of those issues are freed up. They don't have James Harden on their roster anymore, which sucks. He only had to wait like another month and everything would have been fine, but whatever um Ben Simmons still no turn still no timetable on his return apparently he had a herniated disc in his back I don't know how the fuck that happened when he wasn't playing basketball but hey whatever he might be back um at like during like the second round of the playoffs or something like that whatever cool um but yeah, that's that's what I have to say about the plan for the Eastern Conference. If you look at the plan for the Western Conference, um, we see that the Lakers are in the plan and the Clippers are in the plan. Now, the Lakers one is not surprising because they've been terrible this season, um, but it's also interesting to see like maybe we can get Anthony Davis back. Um, during that playing tournament, during the second game, if they lose the first one or whatever, um, there's still I don't believe there's a timetable on his return yet. Um, I do think that given the 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 Lakers make the playoffs, um, they will have him back for like maybe the second, maybe the first or second round. I don't know. Um, but only time will tell what's going on with Anthony Davis's um, injury. I believe that he has started some. Um uh one on one work on the court. So hopefully his injury is you know, he, he's rehabbing his injury pretty 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 well and he can get back on the court soon. Um what else do I want to talk about? Oh yeah, this is what I want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about, right? So if you look at the Western Conference, at the top of the Western Conference again is the Suns. The Suns have a sixty and fourteen record. A 60 and 14 record. They have won 30 home games lost eight. They've won 30 road games lost six this team is absolutely the best team in the league and honestly honestly, I don't think that NBA fans as a whole are giving the Suns enough credit for what they've done this season and To be honest, I think that the Western Conference playoffs are a foregone conclusion I think that the Suns are gonna come out of the West I don't think they're going to slow. I don't think that any team is going to have any meaningful uh, effect to slow them down. They've been absolutely insane this this entire season. Devin Booker has been playing out of his mind. Even with Chris Paul's injury, um, even with all of the injuries that the, the Suns have had, the Suns have dealt with injury problems this entire season. Never wavered, never shook, never never, never cried, never uh, backed down. They, they kept their head down, kept working, and honestly, it's, it's paying dividends for them. We could legitimately see this team win 65 games before the season is over and potentially not even like, no, I don't, I don't think we're, I think that the Suns are going to be the only 60-win team this season, which if you don't know, a 60-win team is the mark of like a very, very, very elite team, and the Suns are just that, like they're elite, they have Dare I say they have no holes in in their in their team? They got it. They got good backup point guard play good Excuse me. Good backup guard play from campaign uh, Who else is on their team? Shamit Alfred Payton. They're serviceable the backup big men JaVale McGee and Bismack Biombo. I think they run uh, one of I think they might run Bismack Bionbo at the four sometimes, and Javale at the five. Them on the court together, that's been great. They got a super talented defensive wing in Mikhail Bridges, who can knock down open mid-range shots, open three-point shots, and even some contested ones. Um, their starting point guard is one of the greatest point guards of all time. Their starting shooting guard is one of the better uh, emerging as one of the better two-way guards. Um, in the game right now, definitely one of the best offensive players in the game in Devin Booker, their starting center who I don't know why they haven't like extended him yet and and and, and paid this man his money. You don't want to let this man go. You don't want to let Deandre Aiden go. Deandre Aiden has been fantastic this season. He's been fantastic especially with Chris Paul out for so much um, so much of the season. Um, Chris Paul we've he's he's been known to um, make less than serviceable centers, look like all-stars, you know exactly who I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm talking about DeAndre Jordan. Um, and even with DeAndre Ayton, a lot of his game being spoon-fed to him by Chris Paul, you know, he, he still found a way to make it work without him this uh, this season. So I just, I really wanted to shed some light on the, the, the Phoenix Suns. I truly do think that they're not getting uh, the amount of credit that they deserve because they have far and away been the best team this season and it's not even close like there's a nine game difference between them as the one seed and the Memphis Grizzlies who are the two seed if you compare that to the east there is a nine game difference between the the Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets who are the eighth seed that should tell you like that that should tell you how good this Suns team is but enough of that because um as as good as the Suns are I'm not a fan of the Suns, so I don't really care. (laughs) Like, if if they come out the West, that's cool. If they don't come out the West, that's also cool. Um, It doesn't affect me in the slightest. But what does affect me is this Eastern Conference 1 seed, right? We talk about the Eastern Conference 1 seed. Uh, and towards the beginning of the season, my Bulls were the one seed. They held the one seed for a pretty, pretty large amount of time. Unfortunately, we have dropped all the way to fifth, and we're on a negative trend currently. We, right now, we're hoping to avoid the play-in, um, but enough enough about the Bulls and, and our shortcomings and stuff like that. This one seed race in the Eastern Conference, we got the Heat, we got the Bucks, 76ers, and the Celtics the bucks are a game behind the heat the 76ers are a game and a half the celtics are also a game and a half be behind now the question is if cuz i'm i'm going to assume that the nets make the play in there's absolutely no way i see kevin durant and kyrie irving losing to uh fred vanvleet and scottie barnes led um, raptors team or a lamello ball led hornets team or a trey young led hawks team right there's no shade to any of those players because they're all phenomenal players in their own right i think that kevin durant and kyrie irving would be like a top three duo in the nba and i really have high hopes or no not not high hopes high expectations for them so when it comes to the plan that they shouldn't be in in the in the first place they shouldn't be in the plan in the first place Um, But when it comes to the plan, which they're going to have to make their way in they're gonna have to fight into the playoffs via the plan They should not have a problem whatsoever I I do not think that this team should have a problem easily making their way through the plan and achieving that seventh or eighth seed um, depending on you know, which game they win so The question is is there right? Is there an incentive? for teams to tank out of the one and two seeds. Now, hear me out. If the Nets play the Raptors in the play-in, I think that they're going to win that game. I just, I think that's a fair assessment to say that they should win that game, right? They win that game. They're the seventh seed. Seventh seed always plays uh, the two seed in in the playoffs. So, currently, they would play the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks have a chance of taking the one seed from the Miami Heat. So let's go over like all the scenarios of, of who who would play who in the uh, in the first round, right? The Heat could play if if the Nets get the eighth seed. If and this is all uh, if the playoffs ended right now. Currently, the Nets um, would either play the Heat or the Bucks as the seventh or eighth seed in the. Uh, in the Easter Conference half of the playoffs, right? If they come in as the 8th seed, currently, I think that they beat Miami. If they come in as the 7th seed, I don't know if they beat Milwaukee, but this game, this this series is more than likely going to 7 games, and it'll probably be a close game 7, right? Now, if we move further and go to the 76ers, 76ers and Celtics, they got the, the, um, they're the same amount of games behind um, the one seed. If either of those teams take the one or the two seed and the Nets end up playing them. If they end up playing the Celtics, I think we're going to see a repeat of last year. And the Celtics would get bounced in the first round by Kevin Durant and Kyrie. If we see the 76ers in the first round, if, if the Nets see the 76ers in the first round, I wholeheartedly believe that the series will not be close. I think it'll go maybe five games, and I think that the Nets would absolutely handle them, right? That's, that, that's, that's just my opinion on that, especially if Ben Simmons can come back. We still hold now hope for that. We don't know if he will be able to because he's, like, he's not even doing one-on-one drills for um, Brooklyn right now. He's literally just taking up space. Um, Brooklyn also has Seth Curry out right now and Someone else who I can't remember, but that's not the point Um, The point of all of that being to say, please, please, please do not forget that the Nets are currently in the play-in and someone is gonna have to play them in the first seed um, in the in the first round and Honestly, I don't want to be that team, right? Obviously, the Bulls are more than like it's I don't think it's possible for the Bulls to play the Nets in the first round right now. Um, But I wouldn't want to like I wouldn't want to be the team that has to face uh, uh, Kyrie, who's one of the freshest players in the league right now because he's only played half the fucking season. Right. Kyrie got super fresh legs. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. I don't want to face that team in the first round. I, I just don't. So for these top one two three four seeds you know they because the 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 order of the one through four seed could easily um, change with with the amount of games we got left we got like eight nine ten games left right and you know this this, this the order for right now but it could easily switch up you know what I'm saying so um, keep that in the back of your minds make sure that you don't forget that that the the nets are. A contender. Like let's 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 stop let's stop with the bullshit about oh which one of these uh, four teams is gonna go to the finals and it's just the one through four seed. No, we we you you cannot disregard the fact that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are on the same team and they are a contender this season. Like that's that's insane to me that people just are writing the Nets off currently. I can't do that. Can't do that. Can't do that. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both are too dangerous as players to just write them off like that. It's not happening Now to pivot away from NBA basketball and to go into college basketball the March Madness tournament is underway We're currently in the sweet 16 And if I look at the bracket We're currently in the sweet 16 and we have the final two games of the Sweet 16 that will be played today. We got uh, number four ranked Providence versus number one ranked Kansas today at 629 p.m. And then we got number 11 ranked Iowa State against number 10 ranked Miami, Florida at 859 p.m. Yesterday, we saw uh, number one seeded. Excuse me. We saw number one seeded Arizona gets knocked off by number five seed Houston we also... Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Shit. My bad. We got the final four games of the Sweet 16. I apologize. I didn't I didn't scroll down enough to see the fucking the rest of the bracket. I'm stupid. Let's redo that. We got the last four games of the Sweet 16, right? Number four, Providence facing off against number one, Kansas. Number 11, Iowa State facing off against number 10, Miami right? And then we got number eight UNC facing off against number four UCLA and we also have number 15 St. Peter's facing off against the number three seed Purdue. Yesterday we saw two number one seeds get knocked off. Uh, the first being who got knocked off first actually I don't was it? Let me one second. Uh Wait, I think they played at the same time. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, they played at the same time, right? So we had um, Arkansas knock off Gonzaga after Chet Holmgren fouled out midway through the second half. And then we also had number five, Arizona knockoff. No, no, excuse me. Number five, Houston knockoff. Number one seeded Arizona in a 12 point victory. So what does this mean for people's brackets? No, no, no. What does this mean for my bracket? Um, I didn't make a bracket. Why did not I make a bracket? Because frankly, I'm not educated enough on college basketball to make any decisions like that. And everyone's bracket got busted like immediately. Um, what, what was the what was the one game that like fucked everyone's bracket? I'm looking for it right now. Uh, oh yeah. So the first game to fuck everyone's bracket up was um, number twelve Richmond uh, beating number five ranked Iowa, right? And then where's the other one? Where's the other one? There was another one where these Hold on one second Where is it? Where's it? Where's it? Oh, yeah, how could I forget this Uh, number 15 st. Peter's? Absolutely uh, Fucked everyone's brackets by beating number two ranked Kentucky that was like strange like, when have, you, when have we, how many times have we seen a number 15 seed beat a number two seed, right? So, um, if I had to pick which game I'm going to watch, I'm probably going to watch the St. Peter's Purdue game and then the North Carolina UCLA game if I had to choose, like, two to watch. I'm probably just going to, like, flip through, or maybe I won't even watch it all. Nah, I'm definitely going to watch uh, at least one of these games. I got to watch at least one of these games. Um... This sets the stage for the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight would, will start tomorrow. Um, we have one, two confirmed matchups for the Elite Eight. Um, tomorrow, number five, Houston, will face off against the number two, Villanova. And number four, Arkansas, will face off against number two, Duke. The remaining teams that have to play will fill out the, uh, final, elite, the final two Elite Eight games, which will be held on Sunday, March 27th. And then after the Elite Eight there is a break in between uh, the elite eight and the final four and the final four games will both be played on Saturday, April 2nd between we don't know yet and after that on Monday, April 4th, the national championship game will be held um, where is it being held exactly? It's at a Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So that's where the national championship will be held. Um, you bet your ass. I'm going to like make sure that I tune into that game. Um, the national championship for basketball, at least has always been a game that I've kept up with, but never like truly paid attention to. And it's a shame because there have been some absolutely insane moments in the final game. Um, throughout my years that I can remember, if I'm not mistaken, there was like, there were, there were two buzzer beaters in the, uh, Like in the championship game in like my 19 years of being alive, which might not sound crazy, but like it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like how many times as a kid did you imagine yourself in like an NBA finals or a game seven or something like that? And you, you shoot the basketball and you make it and it's a buzzer beater and you're going crazy and shit like that. Like that actually happened. I believe it was Villanova. Uh, who won a uh, uh what who was it was it Villanova versus North Carolina that like the guy pulled up for damn near half court and absolutely absolutely like just fucking crushed that three pointer just made it and everybody went crazy and I think it was a buzzer beater or some shit like that I don't know um, but yeah March Madness it's fucking cool March Madness there's nothing like March Madness in I gotta be very careful when I say this. There's nothing like March Madness in American sports I don't think right because the the entire the entire novelty behind March Madness is that like there's so many there's so many teams that are that, that get to participate and literally anything could happen right you compare this to and and I don't okay so I don't like when people compare uh the March Madness tournament to like the NBA or or the NFL or shit like that because You have to realize that the March turn the March Madness tournament is the way it is and Can only be the way it is because these players are in college, right? Number one, there could never be 64 NBA teams. That's just impossible. That's way too large a scale There's too much shit going on too much No there, there's not enough talent for 64 NBA teams to to make this uh, to make this watchable to make that watchable in the NBA. College is different because all of these players are amateurs, and we know that these players are amateurs, and these players are trying to develop their game. So it's it's there's a difference, right? Think of it as a pyramid. Only the top of the top of the top. College players will even make it to the NBA. Will get minutes. Will play. Not everyone's going to be great, right? Not everyone's going to translate to the league. There's so there's so much un uh, unrecognized talent that you know we, we don't know what they could have been in the league because they never got an opportunity. Um, people go undrafted that you know end up making something out of their careers. Shit like that. There's a lot going on, right? So to compare the two playoff formats is a little disingenuous in my opinion, because again, you you gotta realize who you you gotta realize just the sheer scope of talent that you you're working with in a, in in a, in a March Madness tournament. You literally have country you, you have colleges universities all over the country that are playing for a chance to be invited to this March Madness tournament. In comparison to the NBA, where you have thirty te- you have thirty teams and only sixteen of them make the playoffs, right? There's a there's a there's a big difference between however many thousands of colleges are in the United States and sixty eight of them get a chance to make the tournament, compared to thirty teams of the NBA and sixteen make the tournament, right? It's like hmm. It's like so if, if college if college basketball is an orange, it's like trying to fit an orange through a keyhole. If that makes any sense, like you, you there is a very there's a very strenuous weeding out process that, that you got to go through because everybody can't make it. Everybody can't make it. When you when you compare the amount of colleges that you, you, you compare the amount of D one colleges there are to the amount of teams that actually make it, it's like putting it's like trying to fit an orange through a keyhole, and that's the best analogy that I can come up with. And I hope that that made sense. It probably didn't, but hey, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's like that's I, I adore the March madness format because it's it it just makes for so much chaos, right? And Chaos is good to a certain extent You'll probably well, How many times have we seen the number eight seed beat the number one seed in the NBA playoffs? I can name like one time off the top of my head. I can name like maybe maybe two Because the, the we believe warriors they beat The Dirk led Mavericks I believe and I think Tim Duncan also lost to an eight seed in the first round uh, See like boom I named two, right? Obviously, the 16-1 matchup, you don't get a lot of loss. I think there's only been one in history, and it was, like, three years ago when Virginia lost to UMBC. Um, but, like, upsets happen. Upsets happen a lot. We just saw a 15-2 loss from fucking um, um, Kentucky, who is a powerhouse in college basketball. They lost to St. Peter's College. They didn't even lose. It's not the University of St. Peter's. It's St. Peter's College. Like, that's that's absolutely insane. Um, and, yeah. So, enough about me, you know, gushing over the March Madness format and the Sweet 16 and shit. Um, again, there will be four Sweet 16 games today. They decide who's going to the Elite Eight. There are two Elite Eight games tomorrow and two Elite Eight games on Sunday. Now, To conclude this episode, I want to, again, once again, visit NFL free agency, inform you guys on the happenings around the association. That's not uh, the term for football Um, around the league. Excuse me. And like give you my thoughts on them. So um, forgive me if I cover topics that I've already covered in the past. I don't really remember what I covered in the past, so I'll just cover it again. Um, But some free agency Happenings that I want to talk about in specific. Um, Von Miller went to the Bills. I think that this is an interesting move by the Bills. I think this is definitely an overpay. They went, they they gave him what six years, one hundred and twenty million, um, and definitely an unexpected signing by the Bills. Honestly, I didn't even think they were gonna be in the running for Von Miller. I thought Von was uh, gonna return to Denver or you know stay in LA where he was. But um, congratulations to Mr. Von Miller for securing that money. There's if there's one thing and I, I, will, I will talk at length about this. If there's one thing I love seeing, I love seeing athletes get overpaid. Why? Because if you think about it, it's not necessarily them being overpaid. Right. These athletes put their bodies through strenuous amounts of training through through, through excruciating pain at times. Um, their careers can be over in an in instant. Right. And you have to pay you have to you got to pay these players um, what they're what they're worth because they're literally putting their bodies on the line. Their future is on the line for, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Is it necessarily like the most acceptable thing ever for these players to, you know, risk their their their, their bodies for for, for for capital? I don't know. I'm I'm not the judge of that. But these these sports organizations—they make billions of dollars, billions and billions and billions of dollars. These owners make so much more money than the players. So I will never ever be upset at a player making um, uh, 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 what what I would consider to be um, an overpay or th- them making more money than they should. Because a, at the end of the day, I'm not paying them. You know what I'm saying? And. Even if I was paying them, I would want these athletes to be fairly compensated for their work because, you know, a lot of people don't see it as work. It is work. They are working. They're working by playing a game, but they are working. You know what I'm saying? And there are serious risks that come with playing a game like football playing a game like basketball. We've seen countless athletes lose their career before they even get to the the NFL. So, Hey. I'm like I said. I'm all for athletes getting whatever they owed, and and then some. You know what I'm saying. I'm I'm never mad at that. Um, but still, yeah, I think that this Von Miller to the Bills was an overpay. Also, they signed up for six years. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna fulfill that entire contract. So I don't really know what that was about. It was an interesting move to say the least. Um, but hopefully, the Bills can like do something because I'm tired of seeing them go out early in the playoffs. I want to see them make a Super Bowl. I want to see Josh Allen win a Super Bowl if if it's possible. Um, But yeah, enough about that. So yesterday, there was an interesting development in Kansas City, right? It was reported that Tyreek Hill and his agent were giving permission to uh, find trade partners. I was like, huh? That's interesting. I wonder why they're not like extending him because he's he's clearly worth the money. And then like a few hours later, it was being reported that he was traded to the Miami Dolphins for like five picks. And this caught me so off guard. I was I, I did not expect Tyreek Hill to be traded, especially with within like hours of us finding out that he was on the trade market. Um, the Jets also were in the running to sign Tyreek Hill also. Yeah, he he signed like a, a massive contract with um, Miami, I think he's making like 30 million a year or some shit He I, I know that for a fact that he's the highest paid receiver in football and I know that he also reset the wide receiver market Hopefully the salary cap goes up soon because um, these players are commanding absolutely ridiculous prices um, So yeah do I like this move for Miami? Sure, if you have a different quarterback. Um, I have never, I haven't been a vocal to a critic. Um, I've seen ups and downs in his game. Um, I don't know, I don't know what he could be in the league. I do know that a very, very big um, talking point about Tua is his arm strength. He doesn't have a lot of arm strength. So I don't know why you'd want to pair two speedy-ass receivers, the fastest receiver in the league, and like one of the fastest in on Waddle. I don't know why you want to pair them with someone who had, who has a, 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 quote, weak arm. Again, I'm not saying that. I've heard other people say that. I don't know why you'd want to pair two fast receivers with someone who has a weak arm. And if you're Casey, I don't know why you, you wouldn't, like, try your hardest to like, if, if you can't get an extension, that's fine, but like, you want to keep a Tyree kill because he's he's literally the perfect fit for you. I don't know. Um, it's just an interesting move and one that I com- completely took me uh, uh, off guard, completely caught me by surprise. I didn't think it was going to happen. I never even considered this to be a thing, right? So that's that. Speaking about KC, though, uh, it was reported that Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Marquez Valdez Scantling have both signed there, so they're clearly um, they're clearly fine with their decision to you know trade Tyreek Hill for what it was, it five picks, and I think they have excuse me, I think that they got the Dolphins second and third for this year. And maybe another pick for this year. They, they're, they the picks that they traded. The picks that they traded for um, for Kansas City. Or, excuse me, from Miami. Um, they got two. I, they either got two picks for this year and three picks for next year, or three picks for this year and two picks for next year. So honestly, if if you ask me, KC walked out of that trade with a a, a very very good amount of, of of assets. I think that this wide receiver class currently is a, a pretty damn good one. There's talent everywhere and they're definitely gonna be able to you know that if if they draft right they're definitely gonna be able to find something that they can you know latch on to and something that'll be good for them um, how will Juju Smith Schuster do in Kansas City I don't know because they don't have a true wide receiver one anymore um, can Juju fill that role I don't think so because you know he's he's always been better suited as the wide receiver two Um, maybe Travis Kelsey can take over that role slightly and Juju can fall back into that two role. I don't know. Uh, Marquez Valdez gambling is a a pretty decent receiver. He's always been a pretty, um, pretty good deep threat, you know, despite, you know, some of the drops. Um, I don't see Kansas city's offense taking a huge dip in production this season because I mean, next season, excuse me. (laughs) Because look who they got at quarterback. That guy can make anything happen. And it's not like they don't have any talent on the offensive side of the ball, especially with all of these draft picks. We know that they're probably going to select a receiver or two. So um, if I'm KC, I'm happy with the decisions I've made. Um, we got a bunch of picks out of it. We signed some pretty good receivers. Uh, we got, we still got some decent receivers on our roster. So I'm not, I'm not entirely mad at what KC did. And they, they also had to start offloading some of their money because Co- Patrick Mahomes' contract starts to kick in this season. Um, he signed a fucking insane contract with hella money and shit. So, yeah, um, that's that. If I'm KC, I think KC did a very good job this offseason. I think they did a very good job. They offloaded money in Tyreek Hill. They brought on some cheaper receivers. They got a bevy of picks back for Tyreek Hill, who they're going to use on a few wide receivers and some other talent that they needed. Um, they didn't re-sign Tyron Matthew, but they got a, a cheaper replacement, who I don't think will be as good as Tyran Matthew, but he won't be a, a super, super uh, steep drop-down in production, right? Uh, Jordan Reed is—that's his name, right? Jordan or Justin Reed? One of— Uh, Last name, Reed, uh, the safety that they just signed. He's pretty all right. So um, I like what Casey's doing, especially um, when you look at the rest of the AFC West and how they're doing. Moving on um, to probably the biggest news of the past few weeks. Deshaun Watson um, has been traded to Cleveland. He is a Cleveland Brown now, and every single dollar of his $230 million uh, contract is guaranteed now. With that being said, there is also the potential that the NFL will suspend um, Deshaun Watson. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. There's also the possibility that the NFL will um, suspend Deshaun Watson for the 22 um, allegations on his name for women that uh, accused him of sexual assault, uh, which he was found. uh, No, excuse me, not not found, not guilty. Um, The... The, the the judge and the jury decided not to um, indict Watson on the civil charges. Um, so there is the possibility that Roger Goodell will suspend Deshaun Watson for however many games of the season. Um, his salary for this season has been made. Uh, it was made one million dollars. So if he is suspended, the that that one million dollars will be. Um, what comes out of his pockets, essentially. So, if we look at Deshaun Watson's contract, which I don't believe the full details have been released, um, Deshaun Watson would, barring a suspension, have a $230 million guaranteed contract, like, fully guaranteed, like, basketball, like, fully guaranteed. There is no... oh. This is however much is guaranteed, and this is however much you could make so there would be a new renegotiation. No, he's there for five years, $230 million. In comparison, Giannis got a similar contract. If I look up Giannis' contract right now, Giannis, hold on, hold on, Giannis' contract, right? He signed a five-year, $228 million contract. I don't think we've ever seen a contract like this. No, we've never seen a contract like this in the NFL. Um, and it only scares potential. It, it only scares future front offices for um, who they're going to have to pay. Like the Ravens, th- this this contract just reset the QB market. Um, we thought that the Kansas City contract did. No, no, no. This one did because this is fully guaranteed. So, hey, there's always a price to having talent on your roster, and the price is when you got that talent and the, you know that this is your guy, you gotta pay him like such. So, hey, you get you gonna have to pay these players, man. You gonna have to pay these players. Um, what are some other news um, around the league? Matt Ryan traded to the Colts. I think this is a very good move for the Colts. Um, you 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 gotta like question the quarterback consistency that they've had. They've had like five different quarterbacks for the past five years, and it sucks for them because they don't have any continuity at that position. But Matt Ryan is a upgrade over Carson Wentz. So let's see how he does in Indianapolis, right? Chandler Jones signed to the Raiders. That's absolutely terrifying. I don't want to like be on the opposite side of both Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. um, If I'm a quarterback, that's terrifying. Zadarius Smith, who previously was uh, being reported to sign with the uh, the Ravens, backed out of that contract because he saw the the market was it, it, it called for a higher price for him. And he signed with the Vikings. Congratulations to that man. Get, get your money. I'm listen again. I'm never mad at any man getting getting to get into his money. Right. Money is important. We all need it. And it don't come, it, it it don't it don't it don't come to you for free, you know what I'm saying? So hey, shout out to that man for you know betting on himself and securing that bag, securing that bag. Um, next up, uh, Marcus Mariota signed with the Falcons. That's an interesting move. Don't know how it's gonna work out, but um, I like him starting over. Whoever their backup from Matt Ryan was, I don't even know his name, right? Um, And in the last of the free agency news that I care about, Stafford got a big extension. Not really uh, crazy, but it's probably going to mean that he's going to retire as a Los Angeles Ram. Um, There are multiple big name free agents that still have yet to make their decision. Um, I think the biggest name is Tyron Matthew, who I think should go to the Dallas Cowboys. I think that'd be very good for them. Um, Tyron Matthew. Bobby Wagner still has to, you know, figure out where he's going to play. Odell, we still don't know where he's going to play. Jarvis Landry, we still don't know where he's going to play. Calais Campbell, we don't know if he's going to re-sign with the Ravens. Who are some other big name free agents that I can name? Give me one second. I'm going to look it up right now. NFL free agents, right? We're looking at free agents. We're looking at free. Oh, Allen Robinson signed with uh, the Rams. That was a that was a very that was a very good deal for uh, that was a very good thing for the Rams. I like that they signed him. Uh, offensive tackle Lael Collins from previously from the Cowboys. He signed with the Bengals. I like that signing for them too. Um, what else? I'm trying to look at like who the current free agents are right now, like the big board of free agents or whatever. Um um um, 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 I can't find it. I can't find it, but, um, yeah, there are s- still, there's still like free agency talent out there. Oh wait. Okay. I got, it, I got, it, I got it. So, oh, Julio Jones was released. He's a free agent. We don't know where he's going to go. Uh, Stefan Gilmore, still a free agent. We don't know where he's going to go. Um, Eddie Goldman, free agent. Don't know where he's going to go at all. Dante Hightower. Anthony Barr and Dominic Su, Anthony Hitchens, Kyle Fuller, uh T. Y. Hilton, who is past his prime, but I think he could still be somewhat productive. Uh Gronkowski, we don't know if he's coming back to um, Tampa Bay with with Brady, even though I'd bet my money on it. Um Jadevian Clowney, he's a free agent. Danny Trevathan, he's a free agent. Starlo Tulele, he's a free agent. Carlos Dunlap. Uh, Danny Trevathan, Emmanuel Sanders. I don't understand how this man does not have, how he hasn't found a consistent home. He's been one of the best wide receiver twos in the league for some time now. And I, I don't get how he's not on someone's payroll right now. I don't get that. Um, Who else? Who else? Who else? I think that's it for like the notable Anthony Ferkser. Um, I think that's it for the Greg Zerline. He's, he's a free agent. Um, besides that, I think that's it for the the notable free agents, right? So, uh, with all that being said, oh, um, no, never mind, I already named him. With all that being said, this episode was I feel like it was a serviceable amount of length. So we're gonna cut it here. We don't have anything else to talk about or anything else that I care about, right? Um, but I do have an announcement. I just finished. Um, the script for my first video, which will come out very soon. It is a series on me ranking my top 25 um, basketball players of all time. That series will have it, w- it will consist of like 20 plus videos. I know I said it was a top 25, but it' will consist of 25 plus videos. Um, where I basically give my opinions and rank these players on, I I try to rank these players on an unbiased uh, numerical scale, which would correlate to where they are in the uh, top 25 list, right? My first episode is on none other than Kevin Durant. Uh, Once I record, edit the video, put it together, um, I will... Post the I'm I'm thinking of posting the audio um, on my podcast uh, serve my, my podcast outlets to like give you guys a taste. I might like include a short snippet of the video at the end of a podcast episode, or just drop the entire audio file raw and put it up, and so you could listen to it. But the video will be uh, the video series will take place on YouTube. Um, I will not make like I won't put the video series out. Fully as like podcast episodes. That's not. That's not what I'm doing. Um, this is going to kickstart off my YouTube channel, which I hope in the future I can upload full podcast uh, episodes too. Uh, it'll just have. It, it. It might not feature a video camera at first. Eventually, I will um, try to get a, a camera involved and stuff like that. But we got big things planned. We got big things planned. Um, So please 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 when that comes out you guys will know when it comes out because I'll drop the video and then I'll make like an announcement at the end or at the beginning of a podcast probably both um, when the video is like actually out so um, it'll probably be out within the next two weeks I have to record the video I have to edit um, excuse me I have to record like my lines for the script I wrote a script for it Um, I got to record that I got to edit all of that down Get the clips, put the clips inside of a video, match the audio with the clips, stuff like that. Editing shit that you guys do not care about. You just want to see the full video, but um, I'm letting you guys know now. So be on the lookout for that. Please, please, please be on the lookout for that. Um, this is a long-term project. It's gonna mean a lot to me if you guys uh, support and you know watch that and give your thoughts on it because. Um, the the top whatever who's who's the greatest player of all time it's a conversation that'll more than likely never end and so since it'll never end i decided to add my two cents to it and i hope you guys enjoy that series that is to come but it's not here yet you're gonna have to wait just a little bit longer um but it will be out soon again my first episode is on kevin durant and i will even like include the link and shit to it on my uh, podcast episode and whatever. Enough about that. You don't care about that. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the four verticals podcast. Hopefully I will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for um, your continued support and thank you for tuning in. Have a good one.